following message is from New Life Gillette series, At The Movies. This week, Pastor Mike preaches on the movie Mass. Well, thank you for agreeing to meet us and together. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you, all of you, making the journey. I know I'm not easy to get to. We're happy to come to you, Linda. I mean, yes. And I, uh, I, mean, I want to start by saying that, that we uh, regret some of the things that we said. Oh, don't. Don't be regretful. We wish we didn't have to rely so much on our attorneys, but uh, now it's really just to protect our son. Stephen. Mm -hmm. As we watch today's movie, you're going to feel a lot of awkwardness because they're having a very awkward, difficult conversation. The name of this movie is Mass, and that's a triple wordplay, and it's brilliant and beautiful. It's a movie about a mass shooting. One young man, the son of the older couple in this clip, killed 10 kids in a school, then killed himself. Amazingly, they're meeting in a church with the parents of one of the boys their son killed. So it's also a movie about a mass of weight or a burden of pain and suffering that so many people had to carry because of the sins of one boy. And it's a movie about the sacrament of mass. Mass is a word for the sacrament of healing and restoration. The Catholic Church uses the word mass way more than we do, but if it were up to me, we'd drop using the word church to refer to our services and start using the word mass. It's a better word because it communicates the central gift of our mission, the gift of grace, forgiveness, healing, and restoration. We call it a church service because we are consumers and we like to be served. But we're actually here for healing and restoration, really, right? And that's why these two couples have gathered in this room in a church. They're looking for healing and restoration from the burdens they're carrying because of one man's massive sin. I didn't mean to offend. Oh. I just think that we find through blame our means to change. And I want to question that. I want to look at everything because I blame myself. And I can't change that. What do you mean? I can't. When you say that, what do you, what do you mean when you say that? I can't change what I've done. You, so you blame yourself? I'm asking, do you blame yourself? What? No, I want to know. I didn't come here to talk politics. You know? I want to know. Uh, we don't want to interrogate. I can imagine how hard it is to live with his actions. It is. But our loss. Please just tell me what you mean by that. When you talk about blame on your part, I want to know what you're referring to. What would you like to know? Everything. I want to know everything. Why? Why do I want to know about your son? Because he killed mine.
How far back would you like to go? Wherever you need. Because I can tell you everything, but there's so much that no one will ever know. I think uh, we want to know why, how this happened, right? Mm. I mean, we, we we need to hear that. We need your help with that. I'm willing to help. We moved. You asked what changed. We moved. We did, but we can't be certain which changes affected him most. The new school, the new environment, it's very, very hard. Hayden didn't have close friends growing up, as you probably know. But by middle school, that mattered more, and it affected him. A lot of things changed at that age. I had a new job. Stephen was applying for colleges. So we were looking at tuition costs, private schools. We moved. I think this movie is one of the most important movies of our lifetime. Who would have thought I'd say that about a low-budget movie with Steph from The Goonies as the star? But the message of this movie masterfully deals with a problem that our world has totally failed to address. Yet it didn't win many awards. Why? Honestly, I think it's because it doesn't play into anybody's political talking points. The movie has the audacity to portray a church in a positive way. While the world is trying to use mass shootings to get their guy elected, this movie deals with the honest complexity of the problem. It shows that legislation and slogans cannot solve this problem. We need something deeper. We need something spiritual. We don't have a guns problem. We don't have a school security problem, a video games problem, a social media problem, or even a mental health problem. We have a spiritual health problem. And there are definitely some things that are unhealthy about the way our culture handles all those other things. But you can't try to fix the symptoms and just totally ignore the disease. The world wants to remove God from schools, and then they wonder how Satan keeps showing up. They want to outlaw biblical truth, then they wonder how satanic lies work their ways into our kids' minds. But here's the good news. You can't kick God out of a school. You can't kick God out of anywhere. You can deny his presence in your classroom, but he's still in the room. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. A revival is coming. A generation of students who will bring truth back into schools is coming. I just pray we wake up before many more kids have to die. But there was a teacher, a math teacher in the eighth grade. Linda. No. Hayden loved him. I don't know what the connection was or why it was so great, but he made him feel confident when he didn't. I wish I had... When he was really struggling later on, I tried to see if he could talk to him, but he had left for another school and I didn't... I gave up looking for him. 
I'm sorry. That's, that's okay. He was teased because he had other interests. I think it made him embarrassed to have those other interests. He saw being different as a deficit. And we didn't know it or realize it until he showed signs of depression. And he didn't strike you as being sad before? Quiet, but no. Violent? No, not then. When we grew concerned, we got help. When was that? His medical records were made public. We know the timeline. We read everything. But, we but what specifically? It was his unwillingness to do things. Once Stephen left for college, he became angry at our attention for him. What would be wrong with that? I think he resented our concern. He wouldn't even let us touch him. So that's when you got him help? Eventually. He didn't want he to. He never did. We finally forced him to see someone. I mean, we didn't feel we had a choice, but he begged us to stop. He pleaded with us to let him be normal or that he didn't need it anymore. He said the sessions made him feel not... What? Not human. He, he said that? The therapist said he needs to stop isolating. It's only reinforcing his negative expectations. All this time online is not enhancing his relationships. It's making so him lonelier. You just let him stop going? For a while. And then things would change or something would happen. Like the pipe bomb. And we'd go through it again. Yes. Yes, that certainly had consequences. Consequences? At the time, it did. He, he was arrested. There was no consequence. I know how that sounds. But we were devastated, and we tried everything. Was the doctor good enough? Would they get the prescription right? Did they take insurance? I mean, of course we would have paid anything, but it was expensive. I'm just saying, this, this was the reality of how it was, how defeating. And even with all the professional advice, it came down to the two of us alone making the choices, and we tried over and over again. This week's movie isn't as exciting as many of the movies we do for At The Movies. It's not Avengers, but it's a movie about true superheroes. These four people are heroes because they are doing what so many people in our world are unwilling to do, to forgive, to reconcile, to, to move on and love our enemies. It's possible. It's not as flashy as winning an election. It's not as fun as winning a fight, but it's the work of real heroes. Forgiveness and reconciliation is what actually saves the world and brings heaven to earth. We didn't know. And everything that happened afterwards, the lawsuits, the media, the hate that flooded into our lives, Never once did we feel ready or prepared for any of it. We just did the best to survive. So why not speak? Because I didn't have an answer. Why not help prevent this from happening again? Because I don't know how. That's why you didn't speak. Because you had no, no answers, no ideas. Just understand that until the civil statutes ran out, we were rarely given permission to speak. Even our apologies had to be worded Linda couldn't join a mother's support group because they worried that she'd put the other women at risk. Yeah, at risk. Of being deposed. I didn't know that.
happened in the aftermath was wrong. Right? We know now all the mistakes were made, even from the beginning, just institutionally, legally, everything. But we didn't sue. And we're not gonna sign all those waivers for today. We didn't want anything. We wanted Evan back. Yeah, and that was impossible. In hindsight, we would have done things differently. The authorities would have too. There was negligence. That was the basis of all the settlements. But where's your regret? That's what we want to see, right? Where is your regret? I regret everything. The worst outcome imaginable happened. Any change I might have made could have resulted in a different outcome. I regret everything. How can you be so matter of fact? How else can I be? I don't know, the way you can just talk about it so, so. But we decided against litigation. But it doesn't mean that we don't, we don't want to see you in pain. We want to see you punished. We want to see that you hurt. Like everyone else. Like everyone else. Like you. Yeah. Like me, like us, like our daughter who doesn't sleep. Jay. Fine. Okay. He has this boy who makes a pipe bomb, a pipe bomb. And he's arrested, he's put in this program. I was scared. What? We were, Richard. We were scared. I was scared. You were? I was. He told us before he had contemplated suicide, but it was only on that test that he mentioned thoughts of homicide. We were scared. But I was trying to see the best possible outcome. We should have done something then. Now? We should have. We should have. Of course, now. But what? What is keeping this couple in the room? I'm thinking, run away. You don't have to take this punishment. You didn't kill their son. Your, your son killed their son. But they stay in the room. The parents didn't commit the sin. Their son did but they were here to take the punishment for his sins. They were here to bring healing to hurting people, even though it would cause them pain. When Jesus was arrested and taken away to be killed, he said, don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly? In other words, Jesus didn't have to endure this punishment. He had a way out. He could have left the room, but he didn't. He was being killed for the sins of his sons, and he chose to endure, to take the punishment because of his incredible love. Where were you when... I was working. I, 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 I have events out of order, apparently. <laughs> Um, a friend, a colleague, called me out of my office, and the, the television was on. Wait, wait, stop, stop. We don't, we don't want to hear. We don't need to hear this. We just want to know why you didn't do something. Why you couldn't say something. I want like, to. What? I want to hear. What's the point? Why? I know. I want to hear.
I called you. Yes, but it was hard for us to speak. I tried, but I couldn't. I could, I could tell. So I feared the worst, but I hadn't. You said he was never here. His room, it was, his bed was made, and there was this notebook on his pillow. I'd never seen it before. It was worn and, and marked. Oh, I was so scared. It must have been there all day, all night. I didn't know what she had seen yet. I was just trying to get home, and at one point I thought, why am I going home? I, I need to get to the school. They kept us apart. They made me wait outside while they searched the house. They kept me in the backyard. I kept saying it was a mistake. It was, there was a young policeman watching me to make sure I didn't, I learned this after, hurt myself. Finally, I said, is my son dead? And he said, not unkindly, yes, but that's all I can tell you, as if. <laughs> it was wrong what they did, keeping us apart. It was wrong. It was, Richard. No, they didn't have to. I kept asking, demanding to see my wife. There were many times I wished he had killed me too, but he loved us. He told us. He said he was sorry for what he would put us through. In his notebook. He destroyed your lives, all of our lives. He did, but the love we had it was real. And the truth is, we believed we were good parents. And in some awful, confusing way, we still do. Isn't it worse that I thought I was a good mother? I love my children. Other parents, I wasn't so different. How did I do things so differently? It makes it, it's very hard to trust anything anymore. I raised a murderer. And sometimes I, I don't know if I'm still grieving or if I ever really have. The service was in secret. No local church would memorialize him. Richard had to beg to bury his son. And when we finally found a place, I was so ashamed their kindness. You're supposed to tell stories. We hid. Forgiveness. It's only possible if you're in the room. You have to have the conversation. Honestly listen to the other side and choose to remember that you're not perfect either. But even then, Forgiveness is nearly impossible. But what has this couple learned? 
They know that carrying the mass of anger and bitterness is not helping them. Their anger is poisoning them. And the only antidote is forgiveness. For them, it's been a three-year journey toward the sacrament of healing and restoration. My son suffered. Evan suffered so much, and he let him. I'm sorry, both of no. you. I know what happened. Wait. No, you don't. He did the most awful thing I've ever known, but I know the report. No, you do not know how my son died. He ended up in the classroom at 1.29 p.m. He threw a bomb into the center of the desks. He, he, he started shooting. He stayed there for half a minute. He, he could have killed them all. He chose not to. He watched them. They saw his face. They, they saw him looking. He knew Evan was alive. He, 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 he knew exactly who was alive and who was dead when he left. We could never see into that classroom. No, he suffered six minutes. Six minutes later, he comes back. Your son, he retraces his steps. He's in the hallway again, 135. He, he, he's come back to finish. And Evan is there. The last gunshot, 136, goes into my son's neck, into his artery. Jake. No, six minutes. He was alive. He was trying to get out. The, the, the blood trails show where, where he was yes, trying to, to know. He came back. He was methodical. He, he, he was looking. And Evan was who's still alive. I know. You do not know. I know. I know. The streaks on the floor. Caroline, Jonathan, and Tori were killed instantly in the blast. Daniel shot three times, twice in the lungs, once in the heart. He died seated at his desk. Juliana shot twice in the leg, once in the knee, once in the thigh, the femoral artery. What are you doing? She lost her vision from the glass in her eyes. She tried to crawl out of the classroom, but she died before finding okay. the way. Okay. Vanessa shot four times, twice in the abdomen, twice in the head. We understand, you know. The victims and the wounded, I'm sorry, but I do know all of them. I know Evan, his story that day. And I know Hayden's. He did go back. He was going to the library where he wanted to die. He told us, wrote to us in his notebook. That's where you'll find me, where it's quiet for me, where, respectfully, the last shot was at 1.41 in the library. Who hurt you? Who are you mad at? Is your anger at them accomplishing anything for you? No. If you want to become whole, 
If you want the peace that goes beyond anything we can understand, you must receive God's gift of forgiveness. Jesus said, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Sometimes I think we forget that when we sin, we are sinning against Jesus. It's our sins that hung him on the cross. When we sin, we become God's enemies because we nail him to the cross. But here's the good news. God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Jay. Yeah. I think I need to. What? I think I'm ready. Okay. I need to tell you. I wanted so, so badly for you to be an example or, or punished. I came here wanting that. But something's died in all of us, all of us. And I'm so scared that what I wanted, what I need, isn't what I thought. What did you think? That if I forgave you, I'd lose him. Oh, no. Yes. But maybe I just needed to be with you. Because I know now. I... I forgive you. I do. I have. I forgive you. And... I have to tell you. I have to tell you. I also forgive Hayden for what he did, for taking my baby's life, because I know in my heart he was lost. So I, I do, I forgive him because I can't live this way anymore. No, I can't, we can't. Okay. We don't sleep, we don't breathe, we don't see each other anymore, and I want to, I want to, okay? Because I can't hold on to this any longer, I can't. It's not him, it's not. It's just this terrible pain for wishing for a different past, and I can't let it control my life anymore, because if I do, I'm afraid I'll never see and I need to. I know that I will. I know I'll see him. I know I'll hold him against me if I can just forgive, if I can love again. So I do. I do. Do you want it? Maybe get a little, uh...
There are people listening today who believe God has abandoned them. You think your sin disqualifies you from a relationship with God. You think you've done so many bad things that God wants nothing to do with you, but he's still in the room. You can't get rid of him. He says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Never. He'll stay in the room and take any punishment your sins dish out because his love for you is unconditional. It's infinite and it's eternal. Thank you. Thank you. for the choir tomorrow, I, f I forgot. Did we tell them? I told you this morning they were rehearsing today. Did you? I'm sorry. Don't be, it's, it's, it's nice. Yeah, they're um, rehearsing for tomorrow. Without God, evil would destroy the world. The evil in us would tear us apart. But we're not without God. If we'll see him, we'll realize that he's here. Forgiveness, it's nearly impossible. But if God can forgive us for nailing him to the cross, then we can forgive too. With God, 
all things are possible. You can forgive, but it's going to be painful. So step forward and do the hard thing. God, I pray that you would give us courage to stay in the room, to have the conversation. I pray that you would give healing, that you would mend broken marriages and broken relationships between friends or bosses and employees and all kinds of relationships that have been torn apart by pain and evil in our world. God, I pray that you would do what only you can do and bring us together, give us the courage to reconcile. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.